They literally made me stop eating foods that were shaped like dicks. No hot dogs, no popsicles. You know how many foods are shaped like dicks? The best kinds. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's really messed up. Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode we'll be tucking into movies and the odd television show to chow down on some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else we can get our hands on. I'm your host Jordan, the bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and as always, I'm of course joined by the UK's number one competitive eater, it's my co-host, Bim Eats Food! Have I been bumped up to co-host? It's like official now? Yeah, I just my don't, I just God. don't I'm yeah, I think it's kind of permanent after 11 episodes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, of... I've been waiting. But yeah, you've been working on your radio voice as well. That was a, that was a pretty smooth intro. But, well, it, we'll not tell them about the, the five <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, but it yes, wasn't the first take. Yes, uh, um, I've, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying to get that um, deep, sexy radio voice going. <laughs> maybe I'll do it different each time. Or maybe I won't. So how are you doing anyway? Yeah, I'm good. How the devil are you? I'm not too bad. We've got to do this every time. Like we pretended like we've we've just got here and just sat down and started recording. Well, we only got here like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. We, we, we're not really pretending much. Um, and I, I'm actually in a, a reasonably good frame of mind this week. I know there's some energy chiefly, to you. Chiefly because I was not forced to watch the heinous <laughs> film that is Birds of Prey. I got to watch a good one this week. So yeah, I'm... Uh, so so on the um, so what you said last week is I'm going to pick a good one and I'm going to pick one that you haven't seen. So you you did pick a good one. I'll give you that. If people, for some reason, haven't read, they'll find out in a second what we're doing. You did pick a good one, but I have seen this one. Shock horror to some people. I have seen some movies. Finally, the film villain <laughs> has seen a film. Uh, uh, I would say a, a comedy classic as well, even though it's uh, it's not very old, but it's it's kind of aged now. It's getting there, man. It's yeah. 14 years old now. I know. This was made in 2007. I was 14 when this came out. <laughs> Shit. But we'll get to that. I've got an interesting story about that. Well, it's not interesting, but I, I always... It, I, it's one of those that I remember. So it's a story not, nonetheless. Probably not that interesting to anyone else. <laughs> um, what some people may have noticed clicking onto this is being like, oh, I, well, I can't find the podcast anymore because that really shit logo that presumably the film fella just <laughs> mashed together on some, some sort of random set of apps using clip art is no longer available. So a big thank you to... Uh, a pal of mine, Damon, that I used to work with, he's uh, gone above and beyond. I give him a, a lot of stupid ideas, as I have done in the past for like my own the film fella stuff. And then what you're probably looking at now, or is on your I don't know your screen, or on your your car monitor, or your phone, or whatever. Now, whatever you're looking at, or social media, because it's all over there. That's that's Damon's fantastic artwork. So we're moving thank up in the you. world. We got so, yeah. Cheers, Damon. Never met you, but thanks, mate. And I've, I'm told that Damon he works for some pretty high end clients. I won't divulge who, just in case. But he's yeah. He shouldn't top, be working with stuff. us. He shouldn't be working with chaff like us, man. Yeah, I don't know how we keep. I, I managed to get you. I've managed to get him. I've managed to get. <laughs> Lee, who Pity, Pity, was, in, was in a decent band as well, so I don't know how we're doing it, but you know there is some level of preparation to what I do. <laughs> and I'm t- on that topic, I am told <laughs> I was leading you there. <laughs> I'm told a uh, little birdie tells me that we have had um, our first one-star review. This, I mean, they say you reap what you sow. I've been reaping this for a while because to give context, at the end of every uh, every episode, usually the film fellow over here makes a plea, says, you know, very nice. He says, could you give us a, a review, ideally four or five stars? And I rather convivially say, 
No, I'll take a one-star funny <laughs> review as a bit of a joke. Now but this, this time we did get a one-star review, and it was not particularly funny. So if you'll allow me the indulgence... Yeah, go for it, man. I'm going to just shoot off here. So this person's kind of pretty much remained nameless, which is always a good sign of somebody having the uh, the courage of their convictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it, it reads thusly. The Movie Mouthfuls podcast. One star... Ill-prepared host, brackets the film fella. He's got you there, mate. He's got you banged to rice. I know. <laughs> it goes on with very little knowledge about the movie or the food, which, I mean, he's losing me now because I, I think that's a little harsh. Has he not heard the trivia? The painfully researched uh, trivia? Also, what knowledge of food do you particularly want from this podcast? Like, do you want us to make it? Do you want us to start going through each individual component's nutrients? for like? It could do that, like a macronutrient breakdown. It continues listened to a few hours now so he gave it a chance cheers man because like, that all goes towards the downloads and the listens and the plays so thanks for that a few hours in the bank yeah listen to, listen to a few hours now and it's neither casual chat or item specifics pointless podcasts just blither i had a bit of a philosophical moment when i read this and i thought you know what if you could if <laughs> i put it's this up entirely did <laughs> and i thought you know if i could condense my uh, my entire life into one word, Blither would probably not be far off point, you know? <laughs> um, but I think it, it's got to be, it can't be neither casual chat nor item specifics. It's got to be one of the two. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what is it? It's just white noise. <laughs> Which, is that what he's implying? Because that's Maybe. definitely not what it is. I don't show up. <laughs> I, would, I would venture to say that there are very few... Um, podcast as casual as this one. <laughs> as one yeah, we, 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 we openly admit we don't know what we're doing <laughs> each week, every week. We just sort of turn up, two mates, just want to talk about films, and we kind of use the very vagueness of food being associated and it being kind of Adam's career now as, as the whole reason that we do it. So, yeah, I, 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 so if you're listening, uh, uh, anonymous bloke, um, or it could be a, a lady. It could be a lady, could yeah. Be. Let's not judge. I mean, I'm getting a vibe though that is <laughs> a man. So if I, I'm, I'm picturing this person right now. If you're listening, you kind of sat um, furiously writing a letter to like Tesco, complaining that they've changed the color of their cans of own brand beans. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're writing to complain, and you might be listening to that right now. But if you are, thanks very much. It gave me a giggle, especially the first few lines where it says, ill-prepared host. <laughs> especially considering, like, <laughs> everything you see behind the scenes and the amount of stuff that you tell me about when I'm doing this. Uh, but yeah, just, I mentioned it last week. I mentioned it one last time because I shouldn't need to explain myself, as Adam told me. Um, but the film fella isn't, like, I am Empire Magazine. This isn't, like, an oracle. Like, I am not an established reviewer or pursuer of film <laughs> i i just like films my friends used to call me fella a lot because i used to say it a lot so you brought the two, two, and together. two together and now i go out and i look for stuff that i haven't seen before and then i watch it and i give maybe an so opinion. it's not really like a claim it's not a badge of honor it's simply that you like films you yes. are a fella i feel like people are falling yeah. down the wrong i think even you fell down that original like i can't believe you haven't seen this but everyone's not everyone has seen everything True. So you're, you're right there. I, I'm trying to be the voice of the the common man. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've given this review too much time. I thought it was quite funny. It made my week. But, On the um, flip side, before we jump into the film stuff, for everyone that has messaged me with like super kind messages, or they've sent stuff to like the movie mouthfuls, socials, or you know, we've even had um, a bloke who's sending something very interesting to Adam that we'll talk about in the future if it turns up. What is it, um, a dildo? 
<laughs> Bloody hope not. I'm going to be that level of interesting at least. <laughs> but yeah, we've had a lot of supportive messages and a lot of people that are very kindly, as we asked for, sending us films. A lot of them are on, on our big list that we keep adding to. We've got like a, a big compilation list that we keep adding stuff to, but there's a couple that pop up that we've not heard about. So keep sending them. And if we, we haven't heard about them, we will do them. We've had some good suggestions for up and coming stuff as well, which we'll talk about off pod and we can decide if we're going to do it or not. All right. Okay, cool. <laughs> but all that out of the way now what are we doing this week beard we are discussing super bad which actually could be a great way of um describing last week's episode <laughs> largely my fault but um <laughs> is that the link, is that the link? <laughs> that's the yeah because we don't really have a link this week but um it's kind of it's kind of jumped an episode the link because it's probably maybe michael Sarah. Yeah, we can from the previous singing. one. You started singing. I did. I started this. singing the part that he sings in this film. But yeah, we're talking about Superbad this week. Yes, and um, for for those, you know, if, if you are like that reviewer and you are desperate for the the item, uh, as it were, we're we're doing tiramisu. And yes, I've brought tiramisu. And no, Adam is not partaking in tiramisu. Yeah, sorry. Um, he's, he's pretty pissed off with the uh, the nutrients on the packaging. But we'll get to all that. I'm more pissed off about the the. the I'm, I mean, I know you like Sainsbury's, <laughs> but I mean, come on, this is this looks it was, like it was just. It was just next to my barber's. I just, I just strolled in, nice and casual, because you know I don't prepare for these things at all, and went in, bought a tiramisu. That's my ill prepared, ill prepared, ill prepared. Right, shall we uh, jump into general chat? Um, because obviously we're not sure whether it's general chat or itemized chat that we're doing, but we'll, we'll jump into general chat first, folks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, super bad, 2007. Cast your minds oh, back. What were you doing in 2007, Beard? Um, d- 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 how old would be I careful what you talk about. <laughs> 22. Good God. I would have probably just been still out on the sesh every Tuesday and <laughs> Friday and Saturday, just dancing around like a lunatic to Kesha and a bunch of shit like that. <laughs> That's, it's, it's not an, an edifying admission, but um, I did have a, a little soft spot for Kesha. Fair enough. I think I think we all. This is really just kind of a confessional now. I just. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You just <laughs> you, you, you do your super serious like family oriented stuff through the week, and then during this, you just like it's almost like a therapy session where you just come out, <laughs> tell everyone about everything. Like I, probably more people have learned more about you through this than they might have done through your own channel, and people it's not even listening. to do with you. It's to do with films. <laughs> it is like a th- therapy session because like, like, t- today I'm happy. I feel like I'm getting this all off my chest. Last week. <laughs> I was just raging at. I think last week you you were just a husk of a man, really. So um, you yeah. know, I'll apologise on your behalf. You already did. I listened to it again the other day, and like you, you did apologise. But I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that bad. Y- your battery was just wearing out. So it, I, no, I didn't either. But um, yeah, could see could see the, the life draining from your eyes because you hated that film so much. So I was like, let's do what you want to do this week, and we'll do super bad. So well, it, actually, there was some serendipity to this because I did not even think in my mind that. I, I don't think it's super bad and think of foods, but yeah. then I caught—I I was caught watching it um, on uh, a couple of nights back when I sent you the tweet. Yeah, yeah. I said let's do super bad because it's a good film, um, and there are a couple of foods in it. Oh, yeah, and yeah, namely tiramisu amongst other things. So uh, yeah, it kind of felt like a, a lightning bolt from the gods. This one. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there will be a point as we have been mentioning for a while that when we get through all the serious food-related film stuff and potential TV shows that we will just be shooting in the dark and just picking random oh there was well, a snack in that so let's do that's it. what we're doing now though because i i figure like we don't want to peak too early no we have so, to mix it up a bit so everyone that's suggesting like these super serious ones we were getting we're just sprinkling them in between also if we have ideas beyond this this podcast to to grow it in a different direction then maybe we can do some more interesting stuff on visually. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> on OnlyFans. <laughs> well, there's that as well. Am I doing the, am I doing the, the breakdown of the movie this week? Yes. Um, would you like to, for, for anyone, because there might be some people that potentially are either too young and won't have watched this or have just missed it because it's not really their type of film. So yeah, go ahead. Tell people what Superbad is all about. Sorry, I just had to burp. It's all right. It's kind of kind of on theme with the podcast, I guess. Comes with the territory, <laughs> right? So, super bad. Kind of a coming of age comedy, very similar, kind of in the mold of Think of American Pie, which I mean, if you're too young to have seen Super Bad, that won't help you. But um, yeah, it's kind of like a they call it like a teen comedy, I guess, in many yeah. ways. Um, and it's about two uh, two kids at school, kind of like in between us, if you want to make a comparison with yeah. the in between us. Not the terrible American adaptation. Yeah, the, screw that. The real one. They're kind of yeah. They're not really popular kids, but they're not total um, dorks or whatever. They just exist. Um, yeah, they they just they just <laughs> trying to get by. And um, yeah, it's kind of about them being pretty appallingly unsuccessful with the fairer sex, and it's it's kind of about them trying to basically just lose their virginity before they go to university. They're in the last year of high school. Yeah. By the way. Um, and uh, yeah, the hijinks along the way, of which there are many. Yeah, it's all about like, um, like it, 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 I, I made a note of this when I was watching it. It's a bigger deal in America, isn't it, if you're going to college, because it's not just a case of like for us, it's like, oh, I'm off to Leeds or I'm going to Newcastle or I might go to, I don't know, somewhere down in London. You you can still get to them in a couple of hours. Like even London, it's a six hour or whatever in a car or a couple of hours on a train, whereas in America, it's like several flights and it's almost like you break away from the people in some cases that you grew up with and that go and start almost like a brand new life in a different state though so there is that theme that goes through the film as well like that sort of growing up and growing apart from your yeah, childhood friends it sounds to get i mean that reviewer might might like this because we're gonna get analytical pretty early oh but yeah to, to uh it's kind of like it sounds superficial on the surface but it's actually kind of a love story between these two mates yeah it's yeah it's, who, yep. um they can't yeah they, they, they've gone through a, a little bit let's say together and um it's about them coming to terms with the fact that they're not gonna be together Forever yeah, like the playing. final moments of the film are yeah, pretty yeah. much that in a nutshell. Out the, from from the point of, or well, won't spoil it, but things shenanigans happen, and then like the final twenty minutes, I'd say, is a, is is literally what you've just said. Them confessing their their undying love to each other while yeah, eating pizza rolls. Yeah, <laughs> it's like me and you. <laughs> you were supposed to keep that quiet. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was directed by Greg Motola, um, but it was um, most people will sort of forget that which is a shame like people should remember the directors but most people will associate that it was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg which obviously the characters the titular characters of Evan and Seth are based on them um, I have some sort of factoid related to why that is um, and also it was produced by Joe Apatow who um, Judd's done I think he was part of like Pineapple Express and a few others quite a lot of the Seth Rogen films are in some way that Judd Apatow has done yeah uh, that's my unprepared bit because I forgot to make a note on that. I just thought I'd uh, just throw it in. <laughs> I like the way you said titular. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right, isn't it? That's, they are the yeah, yeah, I just like the way you said it. Yeah, <laughs> All right, okay. Just really, really flawed, did it? <laughs> so, um, cast wise, Michael Sarah, um, we spoke about him in great detail on the our fantastic. Nerdy- Eight Stone Wonder. Yeah, our fantastic episode nine, um, Scott Pilgrim, about um, garlic bread making you fat, which um, apparently the whole of our social channels lost their mind <laughs> over. Um, so it was good that. engagement, though. Yeah, no, it was great engagement. Like, all I need you to do is just message on it and just flood in from all corners <laughs> of the earth. Um, if you do listen to uh, us and you are on our social media and you, 
you, you didn't get confused by the fact that it was a podcast post and fantastic well done go you gold star for you <laughs> uh, obviously it's in Juno um, amongst other things we, I have we, never seen that I've seen bits of it and it's a bit dry but uh, like it's you know it's on you know it's something that's just on like in the it's background. supposed to be good though it was, it was acclaimed at the time I'll make a note of that one because there aren't many films I haven't seen and that is one of them yeah I'll, we'll have to maybe have a dig through and see if there's like a, just like a random bit I'm sure of there food will be. there's about a pregnant woman right <laughs> yeah so there'll be some be food eating. somewhere <laughs> Uh, Jonah Hill, um, so plays Seth. You may know him from such films as sounds a bit like Troy McClure. <laughs> um, so the, the Jump Street films, which uh, you know we definitely need a third instalment. There was a rumor that the third instalment of that was going to be a crossover with Men in Black. That's your Christ random bit of fact. No. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, which uh, I would argue between that or Moneyball, are where he sort of his trajectory of his career went from. See, look, this is this is facts. I, I came prepared. <laughs> Where it goes from like his sort of his goofy comedy stuff, he went into a bit more of a serious. He's great so, in Wolf of Wall Street. He's a fantastic. I watched his the teeth video. Are of ridiculous him. in that yeah. film. His teeth are ridiculous yes, in that no, film. I don't know what to him, but he's he's he's, a, he's an interesting guy. Is is Jonah Hill? Like uh, I watched a video of him recently. He's got right into surf culture, um, and the people that like brought him into surf culture were the Beastie Boys. Like like how the other half like live. How the celebrity like can we can we do it? So I say B, you say Stee, I say boys. You, you can do it ready, if you want. Beastie boys! There we go. There's, the, <laughs> there's a homage to the Beastie Boys. I actually love a bit of Beastie Boys. Um, but yeah, like uh, he's, he's now like a director and all sorts. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk in more detail about Jonah Hill later. Um, you've got Christopher Mintz-Plassi, I believe is how you say his... It's um, Mintz-Plass, isn't it? Mintz-Plass, Mintz-Plass. The guy that plays Fogel. Yeah. So, Fogel slash Andor McLovin, depending on how you want to go down on well, Fogel McLovin. He has me stitched. When is it? Wait, what are you, an Irish R&B singer? <laughs> um, you may know him from, from the Kick-Ass films, Bad Neighbours, and um, he was also one of the voices of one of the characters from How to Train Your Dragon. So, there you go. Wow. If, you've, if you're a child listening to this very, very explicit podcast. <laughs> I hope <laughs> sure. you know. Just cover your ears. Uh, cut. <laughs> Emma Stone, she's in this. Yeah, Emma Stone. So obviously Emma Stone playing Jules, La La Land more recently, Easy A, Birdman, Zombieland, the Amazing Spider-Man films, The Favourite, Cruella, which actually wasn't that bad that I watched recently compared to what I was expecting. Oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You're forgetting a, a best work. Go on. Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling. I've actually not seen it. Oh no. my God, we no. need to do it. Steve Carell's in that? It's hilarious. Well, it's really? kind of, it's not hilarious. I haven't seen but... it. No, I haven't seen it. To be honest, I've not seen La La Land because it just it got rammed down my throat that much. So I was like, I'm, I'm not going to watch this until I'm ready to watch this. And it's been a long time now. Right. I still haven't watched it. Um, you've also got Bill Hader, who plays Officer Slater. So he's from uh, more recently. He's been in It Chapter 2. He's one of the voices Inside Out. He's in Pineapple Express. He's a comedian. He's everywhere. Um, and then obviously Seth Rogen plays Officer Michaels. So this is the end, Pineapple Express. Yeah. Sausage Party, which is one that we've got to do because it's literally about food characters. We have to do that. Right, if we must. You're pulling a face. Yeah, yeah, if we have to. <laughs> they don't actually eat anything, I don't think, in that well, no, because they are not. food. Um Oh, and you've got like a cameo from Joe Latruglio, who's the, the driver from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Uh, role models about Hot American Summer. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're, they're, they're the big hit. Obviously, Dave Franco as well pops up as Greg, the soccer player, which I've got a big problem with the fact that he tells them that he's two points down yeah, playing, yeah. playing soccer, which one, it's football, mate. And yeah. two, you're not two points down. You're two goals. It's two nil. It's two goals. I, I'm not sure. But, Quite like um, the fact that they're American and they're playing soccer, though. Yeah, football. yeah. Like in, in their P 
like session or whatever it is that they're playing footy. But um, and and Jonah actually seems to be more interested in. But he's quite a good defender, really, in a way. Like just deflecting the ball. I mean, he doesn't keep it in the pitch. He just boots it. He makes good contact with it. For, yeah. for an American, yeah, at the risk of pissing off some Americans, he makes. I've seen Americans play football. He makes solid contact yeah. with it. I also don't understand in that scene what they're actually playing on because it looks like they're playing on like a running track, but they're also on a pitch, but they're also not on a pitch. Uh, like uh, Greg slash Andor, Dave Franco, depending on where you want to go with him, has, has disappeared. In down. summary, the yeah. cast is strong. Yes, that's what we were getting. At. I was getting yeah. sidetracked by the <laughs> cast. <laughs> uh, do you want to um, now Now, maybe this new game that we're playing called Budget and Box Office we should have like a little jingle like Budget and Box Office you know, have you like got a jingle we haven't got a jingle oh, I thought you were going to spring a jingle on me now, man. To, uh, go, go find Lee <laughs> I, 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 but I like this like this this is like a thing you know like yeah. podcasts always have like a gimmicky shit thing yeah I thought do. the food thing was that but apparently it's this <laughs> yeah. I remember when I did that Jackmate one and he asked me what my meal deal was and I kind of oh. felt like knob I don't have a meal deal you know, like yeah. I don't eat meal deals. What do I shop at Boots for my lunch? So I made something up on the spot. I scored quite well, though. But yeah, this is like our version of that. Yeah. Um, so we we only really properly introduced it the other week. And uh, I, I did a lot of uh, training wheels with you to try and like <laughs> guide you in the right direction of budget. So I have a think now, super bad. Remember that that cast was fairly new as yeah. well. What do you reckon the budget, the estimated budget was for this film? 2007. Mm-hmm. That's not the budget I'm saying. That's I a reminder you, you of the just year. Two thousand and seven dollars. You were shot in a handy cam. Um, I am going to say something like. I, I mean, there's barely any CGI in it. Pretty understated, accomplished cast, but not well known at the time. Mm-hmm. Twenty five mil. Ooh, oh, he's getting there. He's he's, he's wheeling it in. Of course, twenty million dollars. Oh. Twenty million. That's much better than before. Where I, I honestly had no idea where you were going with Birds of Prey, but it, you'd have bankrupt the whole Warner, Warner Studios and been out of business. <laughs> At least they wouldn't make another Birds of Prey film. <laughs> True, but we wouldn't have got the Suicide Squad, which was excellent. Box office for this. Do you want to take a stab at the box office? Um, I, we'll give you the one thing, which I'm sure you probably already guessed anyway. This is a success. Oh yeah, I know it was. I, I knew it was at the time. Everyone was watching it at the time. Um, I'm gonna say. 95 mil. Ooh, a bit, uh, bit conservative there. Do you want to second guess now that I've, I've told you that? Well, no, I was wrong. If you're no, wrong, you're okay. wrong. I lose. <laughs> so it was at $170 million from a $20 million budget. So if you remember, um, you know that factoid that I dropped the other week? Yep. I, I'm going to keep saying that I don't know anything just to piss. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not, you know, because I don't know anything. Um, the budget normally, if you double it, that's the marketing budget. So if you make anything above that, then you're in, you're in your quids in. So... Well, forty was... million quid to make this, or forty million dollars even, and it made hundred and seventy million back. So that's, that's a winner. That that's no a wonder they're still making movies with, you know, Michael Sarah. Yeah, I mean, I imagine none of them are as cheap anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I teased earlier a fun uh, film fella fact. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you were twenty two. Did you say? Uh, yeah, it would have been, yeah. I think I mentioned it earlier. I was 14, so obviously I'm 28 now, if you do the maths, quick math. Uh, this came out in September um, 2007. So at the time, um, this, this film is and was a 15. But back in those days, you didn't have an app. So like now I've got a limitless card, Vodian, the never bleeding check it when you got it. I could Literally, you could walk in and be me if you wanted. I don't think they would give two shits, to be honest. Oh, they probably know me, though. Yeah, probably maybe. Oh, it's that big guy that just let you in anyway. Like fruit, like little red carpet door at back or whatever. He's on a podcast, don't you know, as well? Is what I hope they'd say. Um, 
So yeah, I had to go. I went with all my mates, like a lot of us. I'm, I feel like there was like a load of like maybe fifteen of us all underage, like a posse. A posse. So we went into town, went and you know got the obligatory subway meal deal because that was what everyone did at fourteen because subways were kind of a new thing <laughs> at the time. Went into the cinema and the trick was so because otherwise they asked for your ID if you went to the normal till you went to the Ben and Jerry's ice cream till it was right. just this poor bloke who was just stood there by himself because it was dead quiet everyone was queuing up and going around the little you know carousel thing to get to the front um, and we went to the ice cream counter one at a time and everyone like disappeared and like hid somewhere and it was just obviously see if you could get in or not and because this guy literally must have hated his life because there was no one buying ben and jerry's ice cream he'd just, just happily just serve you he'd go he'd walk all the way down to the other side of the place to get you your popcorn yeah it was great so i, I snuck in I know it's not a really interesting story, but just just to, to point out that I am I, I was a, a bambino. At You're a bit the time. of a renegade, <laughs> you, and your cobra op to, yeah. to gain entry to the cinema. But we was all successful. got in. There was one guy that was with us who had a bit of a baby face, and he was really really short. Like he still is quite short now. I'm not going to name names, but he's, he's a good friend. I still know him now, and uh, we were all worried that he wasn't going to get in. But he, but did, he did. But he did. So this <sighs> this this Ben and Jerry's guy literally didn't give two. He probably knew. You know, like in Superbad, where they know that he's underage and it's yeah, a fake yeah. ID. This guy would. Just like, yeah, he he was he was the cool ice cream guy that was just like, yeah, you can all go in. Well, if he's listening, you just committed a crime. <laughs> I'll be up with this. Please just bust in now. <laughs> Arrest me for my uh, misdemeanors from fourteen years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, th- that was like a, a film fella fact. Uh, how would you rate that on the scale of your facts? It was interesting. There was a sense of dread there. You know, I didn't know if you were going to get in, or you know, if you were all going to get in. So yeah, could make that into a film. <laughs> these days probably yeah it's, it's, Hollywood's pretty dry on new ideas indeed um, do, you want, do you want some again there isn't any facts about the uh, the food unfortunately so we can't really go into like oh did they use real cream or whatever on the tiramisu it looks like no it's idea. legit tiramisu it looks like they've made a legit tiramisu very badly but we'll get to all that the reason that the characters then are called Seth and Evan as I mentioned before is because it's uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg that like created this they created this when they were 13 and the whole point was that they wanted to see if they could make a film at 13 so i I don't know if they ever knew that they were going to be able to ever make this into what it was but that's pretty amazing like at 13 i was well but 14 i was sneaking to to go see this film i I didn't not written anything like this (laughs) i don't know what the fuck i was doing at 13 but not this (laughs) so nothing productive put it that way yeah yeah, I, um, it kind of blows me away a little bit, but that's also why the characters are named the way they do. I'm not sure. I think that there are sections of this film that are reflective of their life. Like, for example, the party um, where we mentioned uh, Michael Sarah's character has to sing to sort of like get out of it because they're all on cook. Um, that actually happened when they were kids. They went to like a party with one of their parents. Um, they went into this place and it was for like uh, a comedian that was moving. So he was going somewhere else. And I think they stumbled into a room as like 14-year-old kids where a lot of people were doing coke. And um, I think one of the quotes was like that it was crazy and there was like a pig and some other weird like random shit going on in this house. that It just sounded like lawless. And they like must have absorbed all this and gone, you know what, we're going to add this to a script. And there you go. Probably probably not as crazy. That party is a bit weird in the film because like there's just one guy that's just got like a like a rage on to just want to fight anyone and everyone that is at his party. 
That's nothing. I've, I've seen I've seen wilder parties than that. <laughs> believe me. Well, it's an American rager, isn't it? So it's you know it's, it's, what, it's what they think yeah. is a party. Just come to England and come up north in England. Up north. We some, up north. We have some very very. Oh, we had. I, I don't really frequent these parties anymore, but there's some very very raucous parties. Indeed. <laughs> Um, the the penis drawings, um, which are probably it feels weird saying penis drawings are a highlight of this film, but they kind of are in the sense that it's like iconic for the film, and it's a very weird. He had bit. some talent. The kid had talent. Yeah, they so, told him to stop drawing those. Do you see that? I love it when he calls it a big veiny triumphant motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, there's a lot of stuff. So th- these are kind of facts, but kind of like how it got made, sort of thing. So I'm gonna ball them all into one thing. So the drawings are done by the producer Evan's brother, David, there was close to 1,000 penis drawings produced for this film, of which you only see a handful, if that. that wasn't a handful. A pun. That wasn't a pun, <laughs> but maybe it was. So, so in, in seeing only a handful, as you've just pointed out, um, the drawings had to go through various stages with the MPAA, which must be some sort of regulatory body. Um, so because it was a young girl that is holding... The as as aforementioned uh, triumphant veiny bastard, um, they had to they had to go through legal like every single time that they wanted to do anything that was to do with these penis drawings. So in one version, they had to give her a different piece of paper that had a different picture, which apparently, if you look at it very quickly, isn't one of those drawings. Just so she's allowed to hold it, and then they've got. I believe it was, I don't know what the correct term is, and I don't want to offend anyone, but a small woman, a small person, is that the correct term? A woman small in stature? Let's leave, let's leave it yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. Stature. But yes, um, that is their hands, basically. So it's not the stunt little girl. Essentially stunt hands. Yes, stunt hands, but of an adult to be able to hold the uh, wow. the drawing. And uh, yeah, they had to keep going back and forth with legal, and every single one of them had to be assessed. So this is poor bloke or woman or someone in legal that's had to look at every individual drawing. Because there's some really, like, there's like a Superman one, there's loads of caricature ones, there's all sorts. I like to the look one. At, that's laid in front of the tank. Yes, yeah, Tiananmen yeah. Square. Yeah, Is that yeah. right? Yeah. See, look, know my history, <laughs> um, but nothing about films apparently. Um, uh, yeah, they had to go through legal, and on that particular thing, they had to then send notes back. And apparently, some of the notes were like, "This one's too veiny. This one's too large." <laughs> he you know, spat his water out everywhere. <laughs> But they were, yeah, so uh, how, what do you rate that ball of facts there? That's a good, that's a one, there's only one that's made me laugh that quite that. Um, <laughs> I did almost spat to quickly swallow the water before um, yeah, before I spat it out everywhere. But yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, the detailed drawings, I, I, was it the same person that drew every one of them? Yeah, yeah so, so uh, Evan's brother David drew a he thousand. He drew every... Drew 1,000 dicks. I wonder how he explained that to us. Like, as you imagine somebody walks in... You, what, payroll? Like, oh, this this guy's my brother? All right, yeah, cool. What's 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 part of that? Oh, he just drew some dicks. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> he just drew some dicks. He didn't do what else. He just drew some dicks. <laughs> that $20 million budget... And some guy got paid to draw a thousand dicks, and it was the producer's brother. They were <laughs> so. good drawings. They were good. <laughs> um, here's one for you. So I know you love your maths. You don't. Oh yeah. Neither yeah. neither as love as maths. Um, handily, this has been worked out by the uh, the trivia nuts over at IMDb. Okay. The word "fuck" is used one hundred. It's almost like you on this last episode that we had. <laughs> has been used a hundred and seventy six times. The movie itself is only 113 minutes long, which averages out at 1.6 fucks per minute, and 84 of them are said by Seth alone. 
he does swear a lot in this to yeah. the point that it becomes kind of crass and you like I, I think the reason that happens though is he's you're supposed to get the idea that of the two of them uh michael sarah's character evan and uh jonah hill's character seth seth is kind of the dickhead of it's like M- michael sarah's trying to toe a line a little bit um and um seth's kind of dragging him back a little bit and that's because he's kind of like he's obsessed with pornography I mean, I, I, i've got nothing against that or whatever but he's a little bit um rough around the edges around part of that characterization is him swearing all the time just learning to grow up in here really and, and to, trying his best to, yeah yeah trying trying his bestest which on the flip side actually age-wise for the actors at the time jonah hill was 23 so yeah. he was doing that film which he looked it looks very young. It looks a very young twenty-three in this film, but then Sarah is eighteen and Mince. I'm gonna say this wrong. Is it Mince Plus? I think it's Mince Plus, isn't it? Yeah, Mince Plus was seventeen, so he was the youngest. Of which it was his debut. It was Hill's first ever leading role, and it was Emma Stone's first film debut. She doesn't have to do much stuff. in this, does she? She gets Not hit really. in the face. Not really, but I mean, yeah, she's just she's just there. You don't see much of her in this. I mean, I Not like. I'm really. quite. I'm a fan of Emma Stone. I think. Oh yeah, no, she's a fantastic actress or actor, as as you would say, actor. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, she she doesn't get a lot of screen time. What's the other actress called? It's Martha something, but I've forgotten a second name. Martha something. Yeah. Uh, Martha McIsaac, who plays Come Becca. On. Yeah, there you go. Some bonus, bonus I didn't recognise her from anything, and even when I was scrolling through IMDb, I thought there's no point in trying to pretend like I know anything that's else that she's been in. I'm sure she's in like a really shit horror film. Right, okay. That would probably track one, I guess. Yeah, you know when you're kind of a supporting actor and you, d- you don't get a lot of stuff. <laughs> the, so the only thing that I recognised... She's not in the film, and I haven't. I've only seen the first film, which was uh, a, a, another film fell a fact for another day as to why I watched this film. But she's in. She plays Bella, but the video game version of Bella. So obviously they couldn't get. It's just going to be a Twilight fact. Yeah, yeah. Christ. I'm so going to leave this that, room right that, now. That was the only thing I recognised her in. She plays the voice of the video game version of Bella. But she's quite good in this. What I was getting yeah. to. Yeah, no, she is. Um, I, d- I didn't really have much information on her, but yeah, she she is another fantastic part of the casting. The casting is pretty on point, as you said before. Did you know that this film is Eminem's all-time favourite movie? Which maybe says a lot about him, but... <laughs> no, I didn't know that. No? No, so he's, apparently this this is referenced in songs Brainless and Balling Uncontrollably. I don't think I've listened to an Eminem song since like, maybe Stan or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I, I like the guy. I've seen him live, but like I couldn't have told you those particular. Oh, he's a facts. talented dude. Don't get me wrong, but it's not—it's not really my kind of music. No, no, not for. It's not. Well, I wouldn't say it's not for me, but um, I wouldn't have known that fact. Let's put I, like, that I, I like the one from Eight Mile, the song from from the movie Eight Mile. Yes, is that enough Eminem trivia? There's <laughs> just enough trivia for fucking start. We've been going forever. Oh well, the only other two that I had was that on the DVD Blu-ray menu, which features the silhouette... You know, at the beginning of the film, there's a silhouette student, like, the 70s dancing, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So Michael Sarah went into a room and was filmed continuously dancing for an hour, non-stop, so that the menu didn't have the feeling of a looped scene. Wow, that is some dedication. That's, yeah. again, that's like Daniel Day-Lewis levels, like Christian Bale <laughs> kind of shit, man, doing that. Yeah, 18 as well. Can you just go stand in this room and just dance for an hour? <laughs> I bet they gave him some uh, happy pills. I mean, you'd have to. And the, the only other fact, if you didn't notice in this film, all of the alcohol hasn't actually got names, branded names on it. For some reason, they didn't want to be involved in underage drinking and in this film, even though I've, I'm sure I've seen actual brands of alcohol pop up in 
things like this before. So um, one of the facts on DB was that the vodka was water, obviously. Um, hard liquor was apple juice and non-alcoholic beer was used for the party scenes. Like state the bleeding obvious IMDB trivia. Like <laughs> they, they don't they, normally they would go with the traditional red cup, right? That's normally yeah, what you yeah. get when you're um, American college movies. They do mention a brand though. I'm assuming it must be a fictional brand because they talk about gold slick vodka. I think that that is a it's made like up. A, yeah, of it's like a copy of because you can get that vodka that's got little gold flakes in it. For no reason. The, the, well, there used to be a rumor when I were at high school that people were like, oh, if you get it, it like it like cuts part of you when you drink, and that's how the alcohol gets into <laughs> you. I'm not even kidding. And I would just like, you just look at some get of these people. There's way. a very particular type of person that would tell you this story, and I would look at them and be like, all right, mate. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was apparently that. Um, have you got anything you want to talk about in general about the film? I know we've just been talking about like info about the film for a little while. Um, there's there's so much that we could talk about, like in terms of lines. There is like a line every couple of minutes that you could quote from this film that's just fantastic. There is. I feel like we've been going like so long and not even discussed any food yet. No. People are going to no. get wound up. Well, well, one person will. They're <laughs> still listening. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I mentioned the down two points in soccer thing, which I made a very, very big point of remembering because I was like, we as two avid football fans, as in soccer, if you're going to be like that, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. I understood cultural difference, you know. Anything else? Any other? Is it? Is it, have you got a favorite part? I mean, uh, to be honest, the, the the police officers in this film, because we're not really going to talk about them that much for the scenes that we've picked, are just maybe the best part of the film. Potentially the best, but they are a very, very enjoyable part of the film. 13 beers to go, please, on the road. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I, I almost in a weird way want people like that to exist. <laughs> <laughs> they probably do in America. I feel like that that is a very on-the-nose potential stab at um, the policing system in the US. You think? Uh, potentially. But, um, you know, they are great. And I love the fact they let, let McLovin shoot, like, <laughs> shoot their gun. Um, and, I, yeah, but, I mean, there, there's, you, you, you couldn't call out all the, the great scenes in this. For, even be, from, like, the beginning. Be when, when they're talking about, like, the, he's, he's talking about the, the type of porno that you want. And I, I love the fact, <laughs> this would be me, like, if, I'm not really into pornography, right? But if I was, I would be Michael Serra's character because Seth Rogen's like, no, I want this specific weird kink thing. <laughs> And Michael Sarah's like, no, nah, man, I want, if I'm going to pay for it, I want some production value, yeah, like some lighting, some transitions. I've literally had new shows. Like, and then he turns around and goes, oh, well, you know, what are you, what are you expecting? The Coen brothers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's just the whole film has got that awkwardness of high school with just like dick and fuck yeah. jokes just throughout the whole thing really isn't it it's it's juvenile comedy but it's um what makes it work is that the the uh, the kind of chemistry between the leads and a lot of the cast and it's good writing and a lot of the jokes aren't really jokes they just they make you kind of delivery. wander off and it's yeah, delivery think, yeah like michael Sarah talking about um he, he plays awkward like pretty much nobody else can right and and the part where he bumps into um wow what's she called becca Oh, um, touches a boob, and yet yeah, then he explain. He could, he could just like, yeah, bye. But like, he, he's he like, explain it. It, it, and was like, it was like, a, it was like a friend punch, friend punch thing. Yeah, that reminded that that was a lot. Like, in fact, somebody. This is a, a fun, not really a fact, but there was somebody I used to go to university with, and um, she said that I used to remind her of um, Michael Sarah's character in this. Um, she then went on to say that it was because I was 
neurotically charming, which I found actually quite, <laughs> quite. I, I thought it was a compliment. That's quite a good compliment, to be fair. I mean, to begin with, I was like, where's that connection going? And then, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not enough. sure, like, looking back now, it was the most, um, uh, it was the best comparison, you know. <laughs> but like, at the time, I was like, well, I can't really argue. I'm a little bit awkward. Not particularly charming. I'll take it. <laughs> Been working on that for a while now. <laughs> she, maybe she's listening. Who knows? Um, I guess before we move on to the scene that we've picked, we should mention because I, no one's yet done it. But I imagine one day, if we miss like one little, like you know, like a piece of chewing gum that's in the scene or something like that, someone will be like, "You missed a fold in this particular bit." And like, yeah, I don't want another one-star review telling us that we haven't like picked every every bit of food out of every single film that we chose to do. I've written a list, man. I've got it. I've got it. So, I mean, you've got, you've got the list. You want to, you mentioned the list of stuff. Don't mention the one we're going to do, even though we've already mentioned it. We'll get to that. But I'm looking at it. Yeah. You're looking at it. We've, I brought some this week. <laughs> you want me a list of food? Yep. Right. So we got scene with the Red Bull and the slushy. Yep. The beginning, which is technically food. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Beard loves slushies, by the way. I was going to say, so one of my things, we'll, we'll go through them one at a time. We'll just have a quick discussion. You can't really do what they do. This is a very American, like, 7-Eleven type thing where people go in and you can, like, be trusted to make your own slushy. We've only just got the level where we can be trusted to make our own coffee in a service station. Yeah, true. So never mind a slushy. It just isn't... So it's, they're usually, like, on a counter or they're at the back. And even now, they seem to have been phased out in the UK. They're not really around as me. much. There's one at, like, a Tesco Express near me. Quite rare, then. <laughs> yeah, well... But they do exist. Next up is uh, peanuts, hot sauce, and beer while watching porn together. Th- that is based on a real night out, by the way, as well. So Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, that was an actual night out of theirs when they were kids. That they've put they, in. Came wa- they came back and watched like erotica together. <laughs> yeah, apparently That's so. the weirdest thing. Like, is that a normal thing? Am I well, the weird I've, one? No, I've never done that. Would, <laughs> would you, so like, let's say we go out for a beer, right? Let's say we get that Spotify deal, that exclusive deal, right? <laughs> go we go celebrate. out to celebrate. We go out for a few beers. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to crash We'd at your house. a burger as well. Obviously. Burger, yeah. right? So I go back to your house, we crash there. Are you going to switch? If you switched on some pornography, I'm going to. I think gonna... this podcast would end, won't it? I'm leaving, man. Yeah, that's the end of the postcard. Postcard? That's the end of the podcast. Um, so that's that, that's the next scene. Yep. But I mean, peanuts are peanuts. What can you talk about? Then there's the, the thing that we've got that we're going to talk about in the main. Um, there's the Fritos and Sprite in the canteen while they're talking about Seth drawing of man dicks as he puts <laughs> which also leads on to um hopefully you didn't skip the bit at the beginning because as we keep saying the bit at the beginning is probably the only bit that you need to listen to only in Joker um, but yeah do, do you know how many foods are shit like dicks like you know the, the best kinds of foods are he, all shit like dicks apparently he makes a valid point you know, hot, <laughs> hot dogs popsicles which we would call lollipops yes um and yeah shrink bans him from eating phallic foods <laughs> what well, that seems a little bit harsh there yeah, must be some mean. alternative therapy, couldn't he? Not, he could maybe get him on some green tea or something else. Yeah, it was a bit mean. And then finally, pizza rolls at the end, telling each other they love one another. Yeah, I mean, do we have pizza rolls here? Do we have any variation of? Not re- we don't really have um the the we we do have pizza rolls, but um they're probably not called pizza rolls. Yeah, we don't have the brand that seems to be like iconic in America that yeah, is mentioned in TV and film all the time and stuff. And they have, we don't they, have them. They have slight variants of them. They're maybe not necessarily rolls. So you have like those, like a pizza which is kind of maybe curled up. Yeah. Uh, or like a bagel bite. Yeah. We, we don't, I don't, I've not seen many. We don't have like rolls. that specific 
brand as well that everyone goes on about. But um, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely maybe try one <laughs> if yeah, I get a chance. I'm sure they're probably follow. There is sugar. a con. There's a uh, I can um, color this little section with a little bit of competitive eating knowledge. There we go. There is a, a, a pepper pepperoni roll, uh, which is the same thing basically. Contest in uh, I forget where it is Virginia. Uh, I've never done that one because it's like notoriously hard because you know you're basically chewing like shit tons of cold dough. Well, so, yeah, it does sound pretty difficult. I mean, yeah, I'll I give mean that one everything that you do sounds difficult to me, but that one in particular. Yeah, that one would be hard. I'm a slow, I'm a slow bread eater of of things. Very did slow. all right with the garlic bread. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, to be fair, I was just starving. It just locks me in this room until we get a podcast out, and then <laughs> it's like I tweet it. <laughs> uh, so speaking of food, and seeing as though it's potentially what people are here for, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what people are actually here for, but thank you. Um, <laughs> so we talk about the uh, tiramisu home ec scene. Yeah, we're gonna do a transition. I feel like Lee's waiting at home. He's like, <laughs> when's my when's my transition coming in? And uh, now. You sound like fucking Jim Bowen then. <laughs> yeah. uh, reference for any foreign listeners, he was on a, a, a darts game show <laughs> over here called Bullseye. You can win a catamaran. <laughs> or a speedboat. There's thousands of speedboats just yeah. up and down Yorkshire that have never been used. Yeah, so tiramisu, home ec. I mean, right, just before we get into the tiramisu side of it and before I I, I took in, because it's just me again this week, we're, we're going to get a week where you can actually eat some stuff again. Um, home ec. Did you have this class? We, we called it food technology. So we had food technology as well, but we didn't have it as an actual... You couldn't have done this as a class um, properly. Like, it was like... Because your year was split into your terms, like, at school. So, like, we had one term where you did... Each week, you would make... Like, you make a pizza, and then you make how to learn how to make a soup, and then muffins, and... We never did a tiramisu. Did you do a tiramisu? I don't recall doing tiramisu, no. We did banoffee pie once. Which I actually aced. It was the only one that I, I'm not much of a cook. You might know that if you watch my videos. But, um, <laughs> I won't get to say anything. But... That one, I just absolutely nailed it, man. It came out so well. I failed food technology, though. Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> I, I'm the only person I know that actually managed to fucking fail a GCSE. Like, I mean, legitimate you. Like, you unclassified. And the reason for it is, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. I'm still here a little, bit bitter, bitter, I'm a little bit bitter about in. it. But I remember my, my teacher, for some reason, right, my teacher at the time, when we came to do our GCSEs, right, which are tests, right, if you don't if you don't know, yep. that you do at the end of high school. Um, and you could select from two papers, right? So one paper was, like, the, the harder of the two. I remember this, yeah. And you could get, like, A down to C, right? But if you got lower than a C grade, so if you got D, for example, you would automatically get, a, uh, like, a fail. Yeah, you wouldn't drop down to the other, yeah. other grades. Or you could do the, the what was supposed to be quotes, the easier paper, but you could only achieve a, like a D, right? Yeah. Doing that one. Which, to me, that's the, the least logical thing I've ever heard. Not that it, it makes sense, really, does it? was it? the only Do the harder paper, but if you fail it, you fail. Yeah. As opposed to just drop it into, all right, we'll give him a D. Yeah, but basically I fucked up. And I, I think the reason I messed it up was not the practical side. I did all right at the assignments. It was like the whole like storing food at appropriate temperatures. I'm like, what the fuck? What? I'm not. Store it pretty to... well these days, mate. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I felt kind of um, sympathy for Jonah Hill's character in this. Seth, when he's saying, "Look, this class is bullshit. No offense, um, but like, what am I going to be a chef?" And I kind of felt like, who the heck? What kind of child, at 16 years of age, knows has to know how to store? I don't know, fucking eggs, like. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. It was weird, but I, I'm over it now, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, but just just told everyone. <laughs> yeah, the, um, the the main part of this scene, because really the food is uh, the accoutrement, if you will, <laughs> to the actual scene. <laughs> but the the rant, the rant is just absolutely fantastic. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I 
do you want me to read it? Do people want me to read these? Like, well, you might as well. Shall I read it? So, because I've come prepared, yeah, <laughs> so I'll see. read it. So he turns around and basically says, "I joined this class because I thought I was going to be cooking with a partner, but she's never here, and I don't get twice the grades for doing all the work." Fair point. We're yeah, gonna, he makes we're a like, point. It's like it's like an annotation of the quote. We'll go through and we'll we'll say. It. So the teacher replies, "I didn't invent odd numbers, Seth." Which again, fair point, but like you know, it's one all, I guess. Um, he then comes back. I know, but look at Evan. Just look at him, and he obviously looks over and like he's they're, they're like tying the rip and on right cutesy and like they've got like a, a really part. wait. We Evan sees like, come on, don't keep me waiting now. And he's got the, the Chinese kid behind him, yeah, yeah. tying like a nice little bow with his apron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's like the perfect partner if you're gonna do like if you're gonna like at school if you're like a lab partner or a science partner or a food tech partner you wanted. Two people that would just do it. I never had partners at school. Like a, I, mean, I was like <laughs> a lone, lone wolf. Yeah. <laughs> so Seth replies, "I'm over here in my unit, isolated and alone, eating my terrible tasting food, and I have to look over at that. That looks like the most fun I've ever seen in my entire life." Which is probably a bit of an exaggeration. He's trying but, to get his point across. God bless him. Um, and this is BS. Excuse my language. Which I think the, the part of this rant, the fact that he keeps like apologising for like his Sorry for massive cursing. rant. Uh, I'm just saying that I wash and dry. I'm like a single mother of me, <laughs> which is also hilarious because obviously as a, like a, what, a 16 year old kid, you could imagine that just the thought of having to dry or wash your own pots is yeah. just alien. Look, we all know Homek is a joke. No offense. So unfortunately, Beard, sorry, I can't believe that, you know, because he turns around now and goes, it's just that everyone takes his class to get an A. Sorry, Beard. Yeah, <laughs> and it's fuck. bullshit. And I'm sorry. And I'm not putting you down for your profession, but it's just the way I feel. I don't want to sit here all by myself cooking this shitty food. No offense. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and I just think that I don't need to cook tiramisu. Am I going to be a chef, like you've just said? No. Yeah. There's three weeks left of school. Give me a fucking break. I'm sorry for cursing. <laughs> Obviously, the delivery of uh, the film fella there is is nothing on the delivery of uh, young Seth Rogen at the That's time. pretty good, though. That wasn't bad. Um, so she, she she relents and she puts him with Jules, who Jules, Emma Stone's character, is, is the love interest. It's the person he wants to hook up with before he goes to college and have like a... A summer romance as they have in yeah, America. We, did, oh, I feel we like don't we really fucked, have that. We fucked up again because we didn't mention a central plot device here that um, Evan, he's, he, he's got the hearts for uh, this girl called Becca who kind of likes him back a little. Yeah. And then um, Seth has the same thing pretty much with um, with Emma Stone's character. I forget what she Jules. Jules, yeah. And it, for some reason, it's implied that she kind of likes him I'm not really buying that either. I think it's because they were friends before and they have a little conversation before this or after the cafeteria thing that kind of like fills that gap in where it's like she, I hate saying this because it sounds really mean, but obviously this is how high school conversations work. So they're like, she wasn't that hot and then she went away for summer and <laughs> then she's come back and now she's she's really hot. But she they turn around and go, but she doesn't know it because like she wasn't hot before. So they're yeah. kind of implying that she was like maybe like them, or she was a bit nerdier, or she'd not grown into her looks, or whatever. You know, I'm still I waiting to grow into mine. In the... when, when does that happen? When do I grow into my looks? Is that <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> still waiting. <laughs> just, just wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I really like this scene. I think uh, his delivery of that rant kind of makes it. And then the actual tiramisu scene is just him being paired with her. Um, in the in the cut that I saw, which, did you watch the one on Netflix? Or did you no, watch it, on it was TV? on like, it was on TV. <laughs> so the Netflix one cuts past a full segment of them having a bit of sort of awkward conversation beforehand, um, which is just again is is done really well, but it kind of hints at this 
she's not dismissive of him and he's kind of nervous but then grows into just like because he says random stuff throughout the film that's just like absolute bollocks but he thinks it's cool he's, when he's talking to Jules he turns it on a bit you get the feeling he's, yeah. he's got a bit of um, yeah he's got a little bit of banter so and I think she kind of yeah. digs that yeah so that it's kind of the, the early ness of that I guess like there's the starting gun of that in the film <laughs> the earliness yes the earliness, yeah quite. look give me a break <laughs> The protoplasmic um, beginnings of their uh, the relationship. Oh, yeah. there you go. He's such a way with words. So yeah, th- that bit is cut from like the Netflix version. I think if you go and look for like the super bad, um, why do they cut it? I, I don't know. There's a there's a version of the film though. You know, like the Scott Pilgrim cut, like the Snyder cut for Justice League, like all the cuts that you can think of. There's always a comedy one where there's like an extra half an hour of stuff that yeah. should have probably just stayed in there, but obviously because it was a. Uh, Maybe they were hoping that this film was going to hit big and they were scared that they put too much in it. it like wasn't... too much, like the runtime yeah. was too long. The only part I remember from that scene is the the, the disgusting mimes he does. He's, yeah. He's kind of, he, he's, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to impress this girl and and, uh, and whatnot. He, he's lucky that he's not found out because he stood behind her while Michael Sarah's character watches on <laughs> and he mimics some, uh, some quite diabolical sex acts. One of which is drinking... One of his, his own, own bodily fluids. Yeah, his is, own bodily fluids. Which, which yeah. tells you a lot about his headspace. I don't know what kind of pornography he's been watching, <laughs> but like he needs to... I keep saying pornography because I don't want to say porn because yeah. it, it makes me sound like a habitual user, even though I'm not. <laughs> Just enough. in case Mrs. Beard's watching. Don't <laughs> check my bank statements. <laughs> if, I mean, if she's watching, I'd be terrified because we're on the podcast. But... Point, point. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the the final bit, which we're going to kind of get to now. Obviously, granted, we've got... Um, I've brought tiramisu in. It's from a retail chain in the UK that I frequent a lot, <laughs> according to this it's, podcast, it, at least. Jordan's trying to get a fucking sponsorship from Sainsbury's, man. From Bainsbury's, just in case we're yeah. not allowed to say it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got a little tiramisu here that I'm going to have a mouthful of just for the authenticity that, you know, this is kind of what we bring to the table, as it were, for this podcast. Good pun. Um, but they um, they basically, they make, like, the worst tiramisu ever. It's got, like, the lady fingers out, like, cut evenly across. They're all sticking out, like, some sort of, like, castle wall thing. And he just... Yeah. He just paused, like, one of his quotes is just put loads of chocolate on it and nobody will notice, which is a solid plan, to be fair. Like, if you're going to disguise I'm a little concerned out, by... I'll let you talk as I just open this. I can see you, like, chomping at the bit to try to get stuck into that gonna, tiramisu. Yeah, I'm just going to just... Here we go, a bit of ASMR on the cardboard. You really go. don't understand ASMR. That's, like, the most hectic-sounding shit on planet Earth. Do you get a free spoon in, or do you bring the spoon? No, you don't get a free spoon. Oh, I thought Saints was put, This is my it. own personal tiramisu spoon that I brought from home oh, right. specifically for tiramisu. Oh, that would have explained the Sainsbury's prices if you're getting like cutlery with your, with your <laughs> shit. Um, but, there you go. Yeah. Oh, no. hang on. Oh, it sounds a bit. Oh, People are just watching in the car now and they're like, oh, God. Please just turn this bit off. Anyway, enjoy the tiramisu. Yeah, the, what, what I was going to say is I'm a little bit concerned, slash impressed by how good and how symmetrical Michael Serres is. It looks like it's kind of a commercial-grade tiramisu to me, like it's been made, um, you know, for like a Costco or something. It's very symmetrical compared to Seth's, which is just a big mess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of, like, theirs looks like a giant version of that, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yours, that looks more like fucking mousse to me. It does, like the uh, the like the little mini pots that you can get. I was going to get a big one. I was, You know, I was thinking this would be a great episode. Get a massive tiramisu, bring it in, and then... Beard can like inhale it through his nostrils or whatever it is that he normally does. But uh, <laughs> well, it's funny you should say that actually because I shot like there are some videos that I shoot which I just fuck up and I don't actually end up uploading. It's quite rare, but it, it does happen on occasion. And one that I did um, during lockdown because I was just bored out of my mind. Don't mind me, by the way. I'm just gonna keep it. Yeah, I'm trying to just fill the space yeah, while go, you're just go gorging yourself yeah. on that budget tiramisu. It's nice. I mean, you can't. You got it's 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 palatable. 
It's palatable. That's a sterling review. It's palatable. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so I, I did this video where I tried the, the, there's a world record for the most tiramisu eaten in, I think it was six minutes, and it was five pounds, right? Um, Jesus. Or, or five and a half pounds, which actually, for a world record, an officiated major league eating world record, we're not talking like bullshit Guinness world records, we're talking about the real thing, is actually achievable. So I got some uh, tiramisu and I did that. And I actually, I mean, I could be totally lying to you now, but I'm not lying because I did it, uh, Mrs. Beard filmed as well. And um, yeah, I did like uh, 5.9 pounds or something like that. Um, but I didn't upload it because it was so despicably disgusting because it's tiramisu, right? So it's just all of my beard and I'm thinking nobody's going to watch this. Oh, can we not have like, <clears throat> by the way, that, that noise that you just heard was uh, uh, the film fella full of tiramisu. <laughs> Can we not have like a, a beer mixed food uncut where we just like get these disgusting like challenges from, from that have gone vault. wrong? Yeah, maybe like if I get desperate, I've still got it somewhere, so I'm, maybe I'll post it one day, but it was pretty heinous. So either that or you could like like bait people into an OnlyFans account and when they get there, it's just all these dodgy videos that have like gone wrong, <laughs> but they're like completely like above board, just that you deem deem. I want okay to make enough. it below board. I'm going to start getting <laughs> naked, eating tiramisu of my, of my own naked body. Well, on, on that note, is there anything else you want to talk about on this scene? Um, no, I think that's pretty much They make tiramisu, um, and w one tiramisu is really, really good, and the other one... I'm kind of concerned. I, I thought Jules kind of seems like she's got a shit together in this film, right? She seems kind of quite mature. In she I mean, she says... She doesn't drink at a party. Exactly, by her own admission, she says she doesn't drink. She's not, you know, she she, she looks like she's in, in control. She do better than him, not just in, like, him thinking that he isn't in her league but just in the general sense that she's got her shit together <laughs> yeah she's, she has a, pre a precocious sense of herself i think but um to say that that is the case her tiramisu is fucking dreadful i'm not sure if that's just because maybe <laughs> seth sat on it or something i don't know or when you maybe like the, the camera cuts and that he does that because you would think that she would make a better tiramisu i mean she does turn around later on and um at, at the scene at her party where it turns out that she's not drunk and he is and then he realizes he's fucked it basically because he's kind of done the wrong thing because he, he, he did the thing he want he, he did the thing that he thought she would want him to do which is bring the booze be the life of the party get drunk and then they'd hook up and they go down that route and she does say we made a kick-ass tiramisu earlier Obviously, it's, it's just flirty conversation between them both. But uh, then he had butter. Then he had butter. Yeah. Accidentally, there's some really good. Uh, we haven't really touched upon it at all because it's not really part of. You know, like we said, we could literally sit and we'd talk for four hours about super bad, but nobody wants that. But no, there, there's me. a lot of. Well, Michael Sarah's character ever mentions ethics about seven times yeah. in his uh, very awkward pre-sex scene that never goes anywhere because of the ethics, the moral sort of conscious that she's got, um, Emma Stone's character, but also Michael Sarah's character in this film. Like, they're, they're both... Which is pretty good for a comedy where it shows the level of writing and the understanding, whereas I feel like in some films, they just gloss over that. Like, in American Pie, they just hook up and it'd be they're both wasted and never talk about... We've got about... to American Pie. Now I've said that. Yeah. Like, well, that American Pie's that... on the list. It's, it's got to be on the oh, list. Oh, it is on it? the list? Of course, it's on the list. It's got a pie in it. <laughs> I've not seen this a lot. Well, probably you probably sent me all this. I just thought I send okay, you, I'll, I send I'll you a lot, that. and you just like yeah, 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 yeah. He just like hovers his finger and slams <laughs> down on one of them. Um, but yeah, no, um, you're right. It, 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 it there's a, an override. It seems on the surface to be just just another teen comedy. Movie. <laughs> not just another teen movie. That's no, I, I, <laughs> that's like any food in it. Can we do that? I, I was tempted to make a joke out of that, but I thought you know, a bit too easy. But like, yeah, it's not just a, it's not just another uh, teen. 
drama comedy the sex movie thing it does try and punctuate it with a little bit of um it, it follows centrally really michael Sarah's character and he has the opportunity to get carnal knowledge of this um I feel like every anytime we mention sex on this podcast, I can't just say sex. There's something like yeah, some kind like of deep sea. Taboo. I need to see a shrink or something. Yeah, he do, he doesn't. Um, they don't do the bad thing, right? That's because I mean the the um the girl he's he's you know he's really obsessed with. She's wasted, but she's she's all over him and stuff. And he says, "No, it's too intense." And then she calls him a bitch. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's all all is well because the next morning, you know, everyone wakes up, they're hungover and stuff. They see each other at the mall, right? Um, and the, the two couples, right? So there's Michael Sarah's character, um, Jonah Hill's character, and then the two girls, and um, they, they, they can't say they don't remember shit, but they do. Um, and they, essentially, they come to an understanding that they did the right thing, and they, you know everyone's yeah. sorry for what they've done. And yeah, so it has a, a moral... Uh, uh, what's the word? It has a moral kind of fabric to it, the film, I think. Yeah, it does. It's got layers. It's not just ha-ha, like come and shit and fucking penis jokes throughout the full thing which on on the surface level Did I you think have to it, say the first one but well, it's in it, they mentioned it a lot <laughs> hey look this is an explicit podcast i'm i'm i'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm getting it, it out of there but yeah all all of that stuff basically on, on a lesser comedy film I wouldn't name any because there's probably lots that you could just stick on and you just enjoy in the background. Whilst you, yeah. <gasps> just thought of one road trip. There's a French toast in road trip. Yeah, there is. Oh, That's on We're the list, I think, up. as well. We've got we've got some. We've just probably have to sprinkle the the rough comedy with the serious film stuff in between. <laughs> Maybe. Is there any food in Schindler's list? You probably shouldn't do that one. I don't know if that would be, well, I, I don't know what That might be a bit too serious. Let's <laughs> find somewhere in the middle. But yeah, the, what we were trying to get out there is um, that it's, it's, just a, it's just a great fucking movie, isn't it? It's good. It's a feel-good film in the end. It makes you laugh at the beginning, um, and then, yeah, the end. You're like, I, I can't, they should have done a super bad too, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's always open that they could do it, but I feel like But then he's... I think, at the same time, I think I hate when, when sequels are made for the sake of it, right? Yeah. Like, you think you want it, but sometimes, uh, like, a property... In, in in like a creative sense, it's better just as a standalone thing. Like, where would it go? But yeah, I think they could do like a reunion. They I, could do quite easily. Um, I I don't know. J- Jonah Hill seems to have moved on to bigger and better things. So, what's Sarah doing these days? I don't. I honestly don't know. I think he's, kind of, he's typecast as an awkward teenager. Which, when you're like 34, yeah, you probably can't play anymore. I think he does more niche stuff now. Like he came back for the Arrested Development series on Netflix when they brought that for, for like the final couple of seasons. Is there what else you want to talk about? I think we've pretty much. I'd say, man, that we've for once nailed this. <laughs> I'm well, I've had a lot of fun I can't. I can't tell if the amount of fun I've had is because of the film um, or just reading that review which by the way i was not name checked in it specifically mentioned you were the yeah, worst part so i'm all i'm saying is i'm probably the one that's holding this up on stilts right now and you're the one attracting the one star reviews i mean let's not lie <laughs> should we go to the outro let's episode 11 that felt like a long one uh, they're all getting to quite a lengthy length but when i've looked at, <laughs> yeah no i said lengthy length <laughs> Um, when I've been looking at like our analytics, as it were, we have um, pe- people are seeming to stick around and, and listen. So, I mean, I don't know if, if people want shorter, we can try and do shorter. I'm just, I'm a blabber mouth. Please, please like, God, tweet saying, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like this, if you like you getting a feel of just two, two blokes sat in a room talking about stuff. With absolutely no expertise about film. Yeah. 
Uh, well, yeah, or whatever that guy in that review said. Then if you if you like these lengthier ones, then we'll keep doing them. Like uh, it kind of just we always aimed for them to be shorter, and they've always just organically ended up at around an hour. So. That's because we ramble too much. Or, I mean, yeah. I ramble too much. We're having fun, though. I think it's a sign that we're having fun, right? Oh, right? yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcasts. So that means that if you just search for Movie Mouthfuls Podcast, you'll find us on your favourite podcast provider. So God knows why you're listening to it at the moment on your least favourite provider <laughs> or your middling provider. If you want to listen to us on your favourite one, then just search for us. And you'll see that new sexy logo that uh, Damon's done. It's not really sexy, is it? It's more... No. Uh, uh, grungy and it kind of it kind of fits the music. I think I think if uh, yeah if 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 you could just leave the music and tell Damon to make what Lee's sound sounds like with a burger, that's what you'd come out with. That was the vibe I was going for. Yeah, to and, me it looks like a bo- it. like a boiled burger from a fucking rugby ground or something like that. But <laughs> it, it works as a logo. Can't wait for the t-shirts. Oh, when we actually make the real burgers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of kind of jumped ahead there. But I will say thank you again, Damon, for for making that. Really appreciate all the social stuff that you've done, everything like that. Um, don't know if we maybe uh, you didn't want to name check it, but like I don't know if he even works anymore. But he did do the Paddington TV series on Nick Junior. Oh, we were revealing that now. I told you he runs in high circles. Yeah, this guy. so he did do that. I don't think he does that anymore. So if we do, if if, if this podcast grows and Paddington Bear does eat a, a couple, a fair few marmalade sandwiches. He's in his marmalade um, sandwiches, right? And those two films are held in quite high acclaim. I don't know if you've seen them, but there was... Fuck no, why would I watch a film about Paddington Bear? Paddington 2 was actually, um, up until about two or three months ago, was higher than Citizen Kane on Rotten Tomatoes. So, <laughs> there's a reason it, I never use that as an actual reason. Like, <laughs> if I if I Google, oh, is that film good? I don't go on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it was for Rotten Tomatoes. Anyway, someone's going to tell me it was a different one, but it was. It was above Citizen Kane. So, in that respect, maybe if we do Paddington, we get another mic and do things. Maybe we can see if he's free or free to do a call or something. Who Paddington like, Bear? Not <laughs> Damon. All oh, right, so, <laughs> not Paddington. I might be. Tough. He might not be interested, but that was just a thought that I had rattling around my brain of many thoughts that I have. <laughs> also, again, obviously, thank you to Lee for our for our music. Make sure if you are listening to us and you aren't subscribed or you haven't clicked the follow button or whatever it is on your podcast provider that you do that because it all goes towards those analytics that I mentioned. So if you do that, that helps us. Also, if you want to leave a slightly kinder star review than Spooned or whatever his name or her name was or their name, depending on where we're going with this, um, you can do. You just go over to Apple Podcasts. That's where the, the real reviews matter. So if you uh, can can give us some, some nice reviews. If you give us some nice reviews, I think we should read some nice reviews out at the end. Awesome, awesome. If, even if it's a good review, but you want to leave something funny, if you if you deem what you're, you're trying to, to be, you're funny, trying to basically bait people here by saying we'll essentially we'll give you a shout out on the podcast if you leave a good review. I'm not sure about the ethics of that. Speaking of ethics, <laughs> but yeah, it, what, you, let me just jump in here. So if you, if you like the podcast and you don't mind spending thirty seconds giving us a review, ideally four or five stars. I'll take a four. I mean, like four is not bad. It might get us in front of people that don't know who Beard is, which at this stage Come might on, be. Man. Do those might... people exist? <laughs> no, joking. I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> he says. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and do just that. Um, you can find us as a collective, as the Movie Mouthfuls, over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for at Movie Mouthfuls. We've got all that fancy new logo and head header art that Damon's done for us. 
Uh, you can find myself over on Twitter at thefilmfella underscore, which again, Damon did some of my uh, profile work for on there. I do have a YouTube channel. I mention it every week. <laughs> I did message Beard this week saying that I think now that I'm, I'm potentially over my personal situation that was going on, I may re-enter that space. So keep your eyes on violently, that. Violently re-enter the, uh, the YouTube <laughs> atmosphere with his potato camera. I, I told him I, I, I'd help him set out his um lights and stuff I, I can't have you posting terrible content yeah he's uh he's he's, he's holding my hand so to speak for this, this guilty, process <laughs> guilty by association i'll bring the pizza rolls we can sit on the floor of your bedroom and still <laughs> sleeping bags and tell each other we love each other <laughs> so yeah the film fella if you want to check that out you can do there is some stuff up there if you want to like waste 10 minutes um beard is well beard is wherever beard omnipresent is. Yeah, beard meets food on everything other than the dodgy sites that he might not be on. And he's also not on TikTok. Definitely so. not on TikTok. I'm not on Snapchat. I might even delete Twitter, you know. I'm getting sick to fucking death if of you, it. If the, you do the, that, I'm going to have to gravitate over to a different platform to, to communicate with you. Or, or get your number. I had your number at one point, and I, I don't know if I've still got your number. Keep it close <laughs> to my chest now. I don't, I don't give out to many people. <laughs> Um, if you fancy sending us any questions as some people have done not so much questions just like suggestions and stuff but anything really then you can do you can either tweet us um, you know as people have been doing thank you for that or you can send us an email at moviemouthfuls at gmail.com I do tend to read everything that comes through sometimes a little bit delayed but I, I do check out everything that people send us or messages and I, I try and get back to you all as best I can um, you know I've got, I've got a working life as well. <laughs> um, if you want to support the podcast, like no! our, our, our good mate Martin, who supported us last week, uh, there is an added bit to this, which you might okay. prefer. So if you want to support us um, and just chip in a couple of quid, you can do over at patreon.com slash moviemouthfuls, as Martin did as our first Patreon subscriber. So thanks again, if you're listening. Um, we really appreciate it. And anything that comes back into that, we will reuse and add to the podcast and develop what we've got right now. Yeah, Martin, you have my word. The next time Jordan's eating some food over here, he's not going to be in like budget 99p <laughs> tiramisu. I'll get him some premium stuff. <laughs> Shopping at Waitrose, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, but obviously we'll, we'll we'll look at upgrading some of the equipment that we've got and uh, I can't have it all on, on beard to finance this venture. So... We will, <laughs> we will go out and uh, and use anything that you donate. But if if you don't want to do that and you actually want something a bit more tangible um, for your hard-earned cash, then I have created a tiny little store with a few not tiny little items because they're not for like little tiny ant people that you can't you could wear them if you wanted. So if you head over to moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com and because I've just started it. If you want to put in the discount code mouthfuls, you will get 10% off. We've got some t-shirts now. Fuck. Patreon, Patreon discount codes. This is like the, <laughs> the sellouts handbook right here. The, the, the t-shirts look pretty smart, though, from what you showed me. Yeah, I've, I've got us a couple uh, of testers to, to see what they'll look like. But we've got some, got some shirts. Uh, got some mugs if you want to have your big pot of tea while you're listening to this podcast. And <laughs> There's spit, a mug. Spit oh it out whilst you're listening to us talk absolute rubbish because you know you could you can do now i'll add some more stuff on there but we're limited to what we can add but yeah if you want to go over there it's moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com mouthfuls and you'll get 10 percent off for a limited time i guess that'll sound like a real <laughs> sales speech you got my marketing head on you get a job on qbc or something. <laughs> i'll be modeling it soon um but yeah all of that again any any sort of it's only mild profit that we will get but anything that comes from profit that, the heck you on about, man? This, this place cost me like two grand a month to rent. 
<laughs> this is all you're using it for. But yeah, anything <laughs> anything that can uh, be put back into the pod. So that's that's the idea. Is there what else you want to say? No, um, I'm 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 all right. You know, I I will say that I'm um I'm I'm going to Canada soon. So I'm not sure what we're going to do with the the episodes. I don't know if anyone can find anything that's got any poutine in it. And then also can suggest a place we can get said poutine from up north. The place in Leeds does them. Is there? Does them? Does them? Does it? Does poutine? Yeah. Oh, all right, it's, there it's we go. It's not as good if as the real shit, a, but find a film that's got some poutine in it. That'd could, be... Maybe you could like um, Zoom call me or something, FaceTime me while I'm eating poutine from Canada, and we record it. On this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to waste um, your trip to Canada with several hours of just waffle. I oh, bliver, I'll... bliver, that were it, bliver, isn't bliver, it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be there for a long time. I have plenty of time on my hands. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I guess we'll be back very soon. But until then, remember, I didn't put anything in this bit. Have you got anything to add in this bit? <laughs> I, I didn't, but top of my head, remember, if you're wearing a white shirt, do not under any circumstances wear a tan brown vest because it makes you look like Pinocchio slash Aladdin. Yeah, which is what they said point. to McLovin. Good point. Also, if you're going to get a fake ID, maybe don't put McLovin on it. <laughs> don't. I don't. I thought it was, that was the best part of it. I mean, well, yeah, for the film's sake. I mean, in real life, if, if you, you know, we don't condone this sort of illegal activity, but if you're going to do it, get something a bit more believable, folks. Oh. And on that note, <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Peace. You just farted. <laughs> <laughs> Correct one. I was trying to hold it for the longest time. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic, found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song. Or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to that song from that movie.